following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Look at live Tostitos Championship Plaza, where it still looks like Christmas. Outside Ford Center at the Star. Frisco, it's 47 degrees. It feels like 43. Hell of a lot warmer than it was yesterday. The high today is 51. The low tonight is 31 after a chilling Cowboys loss yesterday at AT AT&T Stadium. How... First off, how are you today, Kurt? Kurt's in studio with me doing today. Doing good. Yeah? Doing good, yeah. It's, uh, you know, for considering you yesterday. Sit, sitting in the big man's chair. Oh, I know. It feels weird. Nate's not here with us today. He has a, uh, he had something he's he's got to do at the request of me, so it's my fault. Oh, and then, interesting. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. Okay. And then uh, Jesse's joining us live remotely. And guess what? Jesse, that doesn't ever wear a hat, wear, is wearing a hat today. <laughs> Imagine that. He does wear hats. What? I wore a hat for you today, man. I wanted you to see. I wanted you to see what I look like with a hat on, so you can stop confusing me when I don't okay. have a hat. On. Thank you for thank you for <laughs> supplying me with that visual. So, uh, Kurt, yes, sir. What the hell happened yesterday, uh, man? What is wrong with this no, offense? Because I know no. once Jesse starts talking, he ain't gonna stop. So let's me and you get it in now. <laughs> like what? What did that? Uh, was not the statement we wanted, was it? It's not. It's no. not. What? What? happen from your vantage point i don't it just looked like they again you know after last week against washington where they just dominated you thought well they finally kicked it you know they found their rhythm but man they just they came out again they dak looked tentative they just everything from the running game to the the play calling to you know again dak it just it didn't quite sync up until it was too late yeah, they kind of got it going. Yeah, but even when they got it going, it didn't really feel like they got it going. Right, right. And so it was, it was just a disappointing effort all the way around. And I know they, you know, the refs were getting a problem, and they a lot of them blamed the refs afterwards and or threw some, you know, some criticism at them. But overall, it just. Just wasn't the same team as the week before. No, of course it wasn't the same uh, same opponent as the week before. No, <laughs> this team actually, you know, and you know what's scary? This team was really banged up too. Yeah, no, lost three straight. No Hopkins. No no Connor. Uh, one of their best Left offensive tackle, linemen yeah. is was out. So I mean, you didn't even see this team at full strength, and they they I mean they beat you. Yeah, they yeah. they were the better team. They outplayed you in every aspect of the game. Yeah. Yesterday, yes. so disappointing. Jesse, thoughts? Uh, you know the Cowboys had a prime opportunity. You heard it all week from, you know, not just players, but your prime time player, your major players, Tank and your Dax, and you know all those players talked about what an opportunity this was to make a statement. What a, what a chance this was to kind of really, you know, put the league on notice that you know we don't just beat sub 500 team that we can beat teams that you deem good football teams. And every week, I mean, I mean, every player to a man last week talked about, you know, this being that potential game where you can come out and do it. And they fumbled the bag. They, they literally and figuratively, they fumbled the bag. They, they came into this game. They looked lethargic. They looked, uh, uh, 
slow. Uh, another one of these games where offensively you come out and you have a slow start. You don't, you know, you don't really, you know, do do much. You don't put any points up in the first quarter. Um, then you then you turn that around and not put any points up coming out of the half. I think, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, um, you, I don't. You probably didn't have a lot of yards in the third quarter. You didn't see the ball much in the third quarter. Uh, this team just it, it, it looked it looked uninterested uh, earlier in this game, and I, I, I for one, I, I think that Vance Joseph, I think. Cliff Kingberry, Coach Bro, they outcoach Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, and Dan Quinn. Um, they they just had they had all the answers to the test, and we had none. And I think that was something that we really, 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 really struggled with uh, throughout this game. And, and it was it was frustrating to watch, and you know to, to watch this team have a prime opportunity to come out here and really, really, really put something on film to say, hey, we are prime and ready to go into the playoffs. And they didn't. And, 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 you know, we'll talk more about what they said was the reason for. But bottom line, you didn't come out and, and, and match the intensity and match the ferocity of a team who was desperate for a win. Um, and you just strode out there like it was just supposed to happen. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, after the big Washington win, we were talking about, yeah, they got their confidence back. They got their swagger. I mean, are they are they back at square one now? Back at square one, I think defensively, you know, they, they played they played good, right? And I said it in my pregame show. Uh, my question was, what will this team be able to do defensively and offensively, so to speak, when the turnovers don't come? Will yeah. they be able to still have the impact that they've had? I mean, they have 14 turnovers in the last four games leading up to this game. Uh, and and that, that's that's unheard of, right, to go and get three and four turnovers a game. And they had opportunities to get some turnovers in this game, and they didn't do it. And, you know, not giving your offense extra possessions, not giving your offense short fields uh, defensively, I, I don't know if that was something um, that they were, they, they were anticipating because you, you, you begin to expect these things when you do, when you do them for a couple weeks in a row. I, I don't know if they're back to square one or ground zero, but there definitely has to be some, 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 men, some men looking in the mirror uh, thinking about the way to make that change. It just, I, I don't know what the answer is, but Dak doesn't. Something's not clicking, and yeah. and I don't know what it looked like on TV, but it seemed like I don't know if it was hesitation. I don't know if it was confusion. I don't know if it was he looked in inaccurate most of the day. Mm-hmm. Like the long ball basically is non-existent was non-existent yesterday and and it just it looked I don't know if it was a communication thing where guys were cutting routes off or what but it just seemed to me like he was he was missing a lot of throws and I I don't know what the cause of that is. Yeah, it's that's the big mystery, isn't it? I mean, he says he's healthy, but he hadn't been the same since that missing that game with the calf injury. Um but I thought the same thing. He looked tentative at times I mean Buda Baker should have had a pick six on the second possession he had another interception that was negated <laughs> because of a penalty I mean yeah. you know he didn't always get some help from it I think there was a couple more drops in there and then the offensive line you know they had their flags at inopportune times but again he just 
Yeah, I thought the same thing. He didn't look like the same guy. As our resident skill position guy, Jesse, what what are you seeing from Dak? Is it is it play calling? Is it is a lot of this on Dak? Like, what are you seeing on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, if we're just talking about the game yesterday, I think Vance Joseph put together a phenomenal game plan for his defense. They were mo- they were the moving around like people, crazy, like in and out, dropping back, I listen, faking I listen, blitz. You know, I listened to Buda Baker in his post game uh, interview, and he said, "Yeah, we wanted to disguise it. We 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 didn't want to give them. We wanted to give them static looks. We wanted to start one way and burst to something else. We wanted to move. We wanted we wanted to we wanted to muddy things up. We wanted to make the picture very cloudy for Dak Prescott and." One of the things that you saw is Dak didn't have the answers to the test, is that they lined up and gave him different looks, and Dak had no answers. And that's why you saw the hesitancy. That's why you saw some of the balls be be misplaced, some of the balls be dirtied. Uh, Kurt, to one you're speaking about, Buda Baker should have had a pick six. I mean, you talk about a guy knowing the answers to the test. He saw that lineup. He saw that formation. He knew it was coming, and – he did every. He ran a route better than the receiver, <laughs> and he did everything but catch the ball. I, I mean, that goes to show you that there are some things that they're seeing on film that is so evident and so blatant that teams. And it, 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 it I hate to say this, but it reminds me of Jason Garrett. I, I remember playing for Jason Garrett and standing there and hearing guys say, "Oh, he's plus two on the numbers. Here comes the Harvey route," and I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> the Harvey route is actually what they called. And to be able to see stuff like that's great film study from a guy like Buda Baker. There's a reason why this guy is all pro. This is a reason why this guy is a perennial pro bowler. But this is what you're going to deal with. You're going to deal with much more uh, advanced guys and pro bowl caliber guys and all pro caliber guys as you head into the playoffs or when you play these these good teams. And they confuse that. You know, we, we, we make jokes about who was that Sam Darnold a couple of years that he was seeing ghosts. Uh, Dak was seeing things out there and it, and it wasn't the right things that he was seeing. And it made him have to pause for calls before he let the football go to some of his past, you know, pass catchers. And, and, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I briefly said on Twitter last night, you know, after watching the, 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 the Sunday night football game, I said, Dak, Kellen and Amari Cooper need to order some pizza they need to sit down and they need to watch how Matt LaFleur and Rodgers gets the ball to their number one receiver. Like I, I, I don't understand how Amari Cooper can have three catches for 18 yards in a game. Yeah. I, I don't understand how Cedric Wilson, Cedric Wilson, who played less plays and came in in a backup role. Once Michael Gallup goes out was six for six, had six targets for six catches. Now he only had 35 yards, but the fact of the matter is, this is a guy who Michael Gallup had three catches and didn't play the rest of the game. I, I mean, there, there are things that I'm seeing. Tony Pollard had three catches. Dalton Schultz had six catches. There, there's no way you're telling me that you're paying this guy top three NFL money and you're targeting. And, and is Amari Cooper, sorry to you guys, like is Amari Cooper not one of the best route runners we have in the National Football League? Why do we treat him as if he's just a jag? Why do we treat him as he's just another guy that should fall in line with the rest of the receivers? Yeah. I, I, it, it's mind-boggling to me that this 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 coordinator doesn't scheme up plays to get him the ball, and it, it's mind-boggling to me at times why this quarterback 
doesn't come out here and do what the great elite quarterbacks do. And, and I'm being very, 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 uh, uh, you know, I'm antagonistic when I say elite quarterback, uh, what the elite quarterback does and say, you know what? I'm going to get the ball to my best receiver and one of the best players on my team when those matchups happen and when I think that he needs to get the ball. But for Amari Cooper to go an entire game, and this is just not this one game, and and, and, and I, I hate when people say, well, it was a cover two show, it was this coverage, it was that coverage. Like, first of all, be quiet. <laughs> Please be quiet. Because you don't know what you're talking about. And just because it's cover two shell, because you heard someone say it on TV or you heard someone say it at, at the barbershop, there are routes that you can run in cover two to get Amari the ball. There's a route you can run for Amari in double coverage. You watched, you watched uh, Devontae Adams last night. He caught passes from the slot, the left side, right slide, slants, back shoulder fades, over across the middle. I mean, they line him up everywhere. They, he runs every single route. And they find ways schematically to get him the football. I I, I just don't know why they don't do it on this football team. Mm, their yeah. best receiver. That was. Are you going to break? I was going to break. Okay. What's your question? And then we'll answer it when we come well, back. Just tease more, it. It's called a tease. Oh, Kurt, yeah, tease yeah, it yeah. up. I love teasing. Uh, it was just more about Cooper. I mean, they made such an emphasis of <laughs> we're going to get him going in, against Washington, and then he just disappeared this game. Yeah. All right. Kurt, the teaser with five kids. I don't think that's called teasing, Kurt. I think that's called getting after it. We will get after it once we take our first break on The People Show. We'll be back with womp, womp, cowboys. What do we even call this? I don't know. A loss, a defeat. Debacle. Debacle. Worrisome Monday. Worrisome Manic Monday. Monday. I don't yeah. know. Something. I, I, I. Let's get our thoughts on like what I want to know what you do this week. Because things aren't right on this offense. You're playing a game that really doesn't really mean anything to you this week. Normally you would say, hey, let's rest some guys. Let's rest Zeke. Let's get him healthy. Let's rest Tyron and get him healthy. But you got some some things that aren't clicking on offense. Do you play these guys this last game and hope to get some kind of rhythm going? What's your play calling look like? You want to kind of vanilla it down for so you don't give away everything for the playoffs, but I mean the non-vanilla stuff's not working, so you kind of need to work <laughs> on that. Like, what yeah. would you do heading into this game? We'll find out that stuff and more when we come back on the People Show. Hanging with the boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, 
Book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Cowboy fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience the best sports venue in the world, AT&T Stadium. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit Cowboys Travel com to book your package today. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the show, the People Show, hanging with the boys. And you know what? You need to get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join the Dallas Cowboys. United Fan Club presented by Globe Life starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. All right, fellas. Kurt, what do you want to talk about? Well, you had a nice tease, sir. What were you talking about? I was going to kind of leave that for the last segment. Oh, okay. We can talk about it now because no, I, no, okay. I want to know I want to know what y'all think. Like, there's obviously – Things that need to be fixed on this offense. You can start with, okay, Zeke and Tony Pollard rush for a combined 25 yards. Like How you, does that even happen? I don't know. I think Zeke had, what, 16 yards or something total? Um, yeah, Dax, you're leading rusher. Yeah, rusher. Amari, like you sign. said, Jesse Amari's, you know, not even uh, hardly in the game plan. It looked like they were. Looked like they were going to get him back on track after last week because they went to him early and often, and then now he kind of just disappeared. And you got some, you know, some one catch in the first half. One catch in the first half. Lamb had one catch. And how do those two guys combine get one catch each in the first half? Because you don't complete any passes in the first half. That's how it happens. But you got some issues on offense. You got some things you need to figure out. Normally, I would say you need to rest guys this game to get get them healthy, get them ready to go in the playoff, maybe play them a half and then get them out of there. But what do you do this game? Do you you work on your issues at game speed? Do you try to get guys healthy? Do you what do you what do you do? I I kind of I saw Hellman tweeted that he would play it like a preseason game. I don't know. I mean like like you said there's just so many things to work out. I think there is some still some scenarios to play for. I mean, it's kind of a long shot to move up from the four C, but there's still a chance. And I, I think you need you don't know what's going to you're playing Saturday night now, so you know you That's don't know such horse crap, <laughs> man. I'm so mad about that. You don't know what you're, what's going to happen Sunday, so I think I don't think you can go out there and just give it up and feel like you know whatever. I think you got to go out there and play them and play hard. Now, can they fix it in a week? They haven't fixed it in 17 weeks. I'm not sure. <laughs> what, would you, what would you do, Jesse? What would your game plan be? Yeah, y'all playing. Y'all, y'all playing. Everybody's playing. Like, everybody's playing. We have not done enough this season on a consistent basis for any coach to feel comfortable enough that they could rest starters. Yeah. Like you rest starters when you've clinched and you've done things and you've kind of feel good about yourself going into the playoffs. You don't play your starters. You're now talking about potentially going because Philly's going to play hard. Yeah. They're going to come out here and try to win this game and keep themselves in, in, in. They got a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're gonna come out and play hard. And now 
You don't want to lose two games in a row. And now you got two ugly feelings. Even if it's, if it's the backup, you don't want that kind of cloud hanging over your head heading into the playoffs. But uh, on top of that, Dak needs the reps. There is something fundamentally wrong that is going on with your starting quarterback. And Mike McCarthy has said it. You don't have enough time in practice to get it done. You're now down one of your starting receivers. You need to go out there and get as much live work as you possibly can. And, and, and for whoever's you, you think you think Kellen Moore was sitting out there yesterday saying, nah, we're going to lose this game and drop from the two C to the four C because I'm holding plays back. Right. That was a narrative a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that this offense is just vanilla because they're holding plays back. No, this offense is vanilla because they can't complete a goddamn thing. That's why <laughs> they can't block. They can't they, they can't run. They can't pass. I mean, they are really struggling to do a lot of things. And I know people are going to say, well, they found their rhythm in the fourth quarter. and They came down. You have to understand how kind of football games work at times. Arizona felt like they had that game. They were up 15 points. And it just was like, listen, as long as you're going to pass the ball, we're going to tackle you. That clock's going to run and it's going to run and it's going to run. And we're, we'll take that. We're just, we, we can't give up the big home run plays that allow you to score in a short amount of time. But if you're going to drive the ball 91 yards or 75 yards and go down to get a score, then by good, you know, my, my goodness, go ahead and do it. Because we up a lot of clock heading down the field doing that. And then we feel we feel good enough that when we get the ball back and Cliff, Carey, Cliff Kingsbury had a great plan because he said, I'm going to wait to unleash Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray wasn't a running threat in the first half. Mm-hmm. He was a running threat and he was a, an intentional running threat in the second half, nine carries for 44 yards, mm-hmm. a long run of 15. And you saw him being, yeah, you saw no him runs. being instituted in that second half. Yeah. No runs right. in the first half. And, but, but for this team, they need to go out there and play. They, they, they have nothing where they can say consistently that we're good here. Uh, especially offensively, you got to go out there and 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 try to find some way to get your mojo back uh, because you don't have it right now. And it, and it's it's glaring. It is big picture. I know. I think that came out and he's they asked him about you know about playing next week or something like that. And he was like, oh, I'm playing. You know, you can you can you can book that on there. I'm playing. And you know what? He needs to. He he really 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 needs to play next week. Him and a bunch of his other buddies need to go out there and play next week because they have nothing on film that you can kind of really go off of and say, hey, we're back and we're ready to go into the playoffs. What would you do? Me? Yeah. I play them. Yeah. I think you gotta I think you gotta play them. There's too there's too much there's too much going wrong and they're not to me they're not in a they're not on the same page, they're not in a rhythm, and I don't think resting them gets you any closer to being where you need to be. I think if you have at least one game left, maybe you can get some stuff working in your favor or find some stuff that's working because, I mean, it's so hit or miss right now, man. It's like two weeks ago you looked like you were going to win the Super Bowl and yeah. everybody's booking tickets to L.A. And this week I'm looking up trips to Mexico <laughs> in between the you breaks. Were, actually. Man, so, I mean, it's <laughs> – I just I, I, this team confu- like it's not a bad football team. You don't win eleven no. games in the NFL yeah. and have a bad football team. But th- I mean, this last three week span has been basically the season. It's inconsistent. Like you started out of the gate gangbusters, and no one was going to slow you down. And the offense, if the defense could hold people under forty, you were going to win every game. And now it's flipped. Now it's 
the defense holds a, a pretty good offensive team to 25 points mm-hmm. and you you can't score 26. You know, you can't score 23. Yeah. So it's like you just it, this team's so inconsistent now. Do I think they can get it together? Can they? Yeah. Have I seen any inkling of them doing it? It's like it goes back to my argument with Nate. I needed to see it. I saw it against a terrible Washington football team. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't seen it since. And it it worries me. I haven't seen it on offense like I need to see it. I didn't see it this week and I'm concerned I'm not going to see it this coming week and if you know what? If I don't see it this coming week, you ain't going far in the playoffs. Hmm. I mean, if the offense doesn't get something going, you're you're one and done or yeah. two and done like that that's mm. not what I wanted out of this team. I wanted them to win two or three games in the playoffs and I just don't feel like right now this team can do that. Yeah. It's it's so disappointing. You know what was impressive last last night for me and uh, there there are moments in time when I watch football and and whether it's for our team or happens from the other team there are times where I appreciate – not there are times. I always appreciate um, good football. And what I mean by that is there, this game can be complex, but it's really a simple game. It, it, at its core, like, you know, it's, it's run, pass, catch, right? At its core, it's a, it's a really, really, really simple – it's a child's game played by men who are really, really strong and really, really fast and really, really powerful. But I watched that game specifically in the first half, and Arizona defensively had a great plan. Dak had four, maybe five balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That ain't that ain't by accident, okay, guys. That that you know a guy getting his hands up, you know, defensive lineman getting his hands up. You know. Vance Joseph worked on that all week long. And he said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to line eight guys up, standing up, all some down, and we're, and we're going to give him a confusing look. And we're going to sometimes bring everybody. We're going to sometimes back into coverage. But when you blitz, when you take off, if you don't have a clear shot at getting to him, get your hands up because the ball's coming out hot. When he see these looks, he's going to audible and he's going to get into something where the ball is coming out quick. So if you get in his sight line, get your hands up, get your hands up. Let's get our hands on some balls. Let's get some tips. Let's potentially, you know, create some turnovers. But here's what we want to do. We want to confuse them. We want them guessing. We know that their line has been inconsistent with guys being in, guys being out, having the communication up front. We're going to, at times, send more guys that can be blocked. But if you don't have a clear, direct shot to get him and bring him down for the sack, maybe you're, maybe you're blitzing and you're coming from the backside and you don't have a chance to get there, you know, get your hands up. Or, but if you're coming in down the pike in the sight's view, get your hands up. Allow yourself to be big and tall and make him have to throw around you because he knows the ball is coming out hot. And by golly, every single time it, it worked. It worked. They batted balls down. They got tips. Uh, they almost had an interception. I mean, they had an interception. It was negated by a penalty. Uh, they just put together a masterful plan. And you would like to think that your quarterback in year six has seen enough looks 
where he's not confused, where he's seen enough looks and he has the ability to, uh, you know, put the ball in the right places or deliver the ball to the right people. But he was confused and his offensive coordinator was confused and they had no answers. They literally had no answers for the Vance Joseph Arizona Cardinals test. And it showed and it was beautiful to see on the defensive side from Vance Joseph. Cause I'm like, wow, he's really putting together a great game plan and is working to perfection. And it's frustrating to see that we didn't have the ability to make the necessary adjustments in game at halftime. Cause look at the third quarter. It wasn't too many adjustments being done in the third quarter. No. They found, they found, they found the gimme rhythm in the fourth quarter, but that, that's just the part where, you, you know, and you try to fight off as many as the Cowboy haters as you can. And people say, well, when they play a team that is, you know, uh, above 500 and got a couple games above 500, they struggle. They can't win those games. They can't figure things out. They may play it close and it may be ugly, but they never have enough to get over the hump. And you try to fight that off, right? You try to bring up numbers and statistics and all that kind of stuff. And then you go and you have a game like this and you go, damn, all right, well, maybe – Maybe there is some truth to that. Maybe there is some truth that when they play opponents, really good opponents above 500, they can't figure out how to win these football games when, the, when it matters the most. Like that game mattered yesterday. Yeah. It, it mattered a lot. It mattered a lot. And you drop from the two seed all the way down to the four seed and potentially might have to turn right back around and play this game, play the same team again, uh, again uh, in two weeks. That's healthy. At yeah. home where yeah. – that, that'll be healthy at home at a place where, if we're being honest, AT&T is a.k.a. Kyler Murray Stadium because <laughs> he comes in there and does nothing but yeah. wins. And they feel and they feel like, you know what, we got the blueprint on them because we kind of seen them at full strength. They had all their guys. Yeah. They had all their guys offensively and defensively. We didn't. And we still were able to go in there and get a victory. Yeah, I thought that was a little... I guess disappointing after the game. DeMarcus was like, yeah, we want to face them again. They're going to see all we got. I was like, why didn't they see all you got yesterday? You know, that was a big game then. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Mm. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, more doom and gloom. (laughs) Going to look up some more trips to Mexico on the Maybe. We'll talk about those officials. (laughs) I do want to talk to you about that. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about it. I'll let y'all talk about it. Official talk. When we come back (laughs) on Hanging with the Boys. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. 
and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Oh yeah, your favorite WWE oh, superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania <laughs> on Saturday, April the second, and Sunday, April third, twenty twenty-two. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com. The official ticketing provider of AT&T. Oh, nice. There you I think go. You've got another career ahead of you. Yeah. I'm on it, man. I'm setting myself up for success after this. Right. Boy, that escalated quickly. All right, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about referees? Well, you know, it's. I think again, the Cowboys had to fight through that. My concern is, and the question I have for you guys, though, there's a lot of. Complaining about it after the game. Mm-hmm. Mandarin said quite a bit. Some of the other guys here and there. Tank put on uh, his Instagram and Twitter a, yeah. a screenshot of the fumble and CC'd the NFL on it. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know how that helps, and it worries me that they're looking for scapegoats. You know, and the, the old saying, you know, yeah, were the referees bad? Yeah, they were bad, but you can't blame the rest referees for a loss. And so, it concerns me that that keeps. That that's being thrown out there, I guess. What do you guys think? Shannon, you want to go? I mean, I, here's here's the deal. To me, like, take care of the business on the field. It yeah. shouldn't come down. Like, there's going to be missed calls every game, both sides of the yeah. ball. Now, I will say this. I never complained about the referees. What was the one game we had? At home, Vegas. I think was it, was it Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. the Raiders. Vegas. Set a like, re- now, I, I thought that was I thought that was over the top and ridiculous, just because it it took away from the enjoyment of the game, and it was like okay, like this is like some of these are ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, in the course of a game, I, I don't. There's going to be calls on both sides that are missed, and I just I, I'm like you, Kurt. I don't think you can. I'm sure you get frustrated and in the heat of the moment. You. You you're pissed and you want to blame something. I I'm, I just don't think you can you can blame the referees for losing a game when you you should have in every right you should have gone out and hung thirty five on those guys yeah. and then the ref the, those two calls wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. So that's where I stand on the ref stuff. There's there's a couple of things that came out of those comments last night from. Guys, I wouldn't have expected them. Well, maybe. I, I expect that from Tank, um, to be honest with you. Um, but again, Micah Parsons, the youngest player on that defense, maybe the one of the youngest players on this football team, had the most mature answer. And his answer was, we shouldn't have put the game in their hands. Yeah. Not blaming the refs, not calling out the refs, saying, you know what? 
We had an opportunity. We should have never let it come down to the ref determining what we, you know, the outcome of the game for us. We should never put it in their hands. But when I hear Leighton Van Der Esch and I hear Tank and I hear other guys, what that screams to me is a lack of accountability. And there's points in that game when you can say, well, maybe you win the game if your field goal kicker does his job and make a field goal. Yeah. Or maybe you win that game if your quarterback doesn't turn the ball over. Or maybe you win that game if you don't give up the outside Randy Gregory and allow Kyler Murray to run around the edge and, and, and convert three first downs in that last drive. Or maybe you win this game if you don't if 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 you don't get tricked and have to burn a timeout coaching staff. Uh uh, when they had the, when he had the quarterback and the kicker on the field at the same time, or maybe you win this game if you don't give up what would have been a pass interference anyway, but one hell of a catch on a fake punt. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are a number of things. I mean, the ball hit Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott in the chest multiple times throughout the game. Maybe you win the game if they convert on 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 those particular plays. And when you look at they had about they 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 had they had. Uh, Seven of their penalties were, whether offensively or defensively, were on third down. And they were drive extenders and drive killers for the Cowboys. And the thing about that is when when you when you're every team does this, every team you come into the week and they tell you your officiating crew and they let you know, hey, this crew calls a lot of this. This crew calls a lot of that. But. This team all year long has been the most penalized team and one of the most penalized team in the National Football League. So what what you've earned, what you've earned by your being undisciplined is you have lost the benefit of the doubt. Uh, When 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 there is a person who is in your family or in your circle who is a thief and has been notoriously known to steal. When something comes up missing, that person is always the first person you look at and you get blamed. Why? Because that person's history says you lose the benefit of the doubt of me not thinking you stole something because your history says that you steal. So for the Cowboys, you lose the benefit of the doubt on was that a holding? Was it egregious? Was it ticky tacky? Does it happen every single play? Might, maybe, maybe, but because of your Uh, a lack of discipline and these referees knowing that this team, especially up front has been penalized and flagged a lot for holding. Guess what happens when Chandler Jones comes around and he flares his arm up in the air. When Tyron has his hand around his neck, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt because the ref's going to say that in the back of his mind, because he's still human, he's going to say, Oh yeah. in my study, I read or I saw or the information that's out there that the Dallas Cowboys is one of the most penalized teams in the league. And a lot of it comes from holding on their offensive line. So you lose the benefit of the doubt of getting those calls or or not getting those calls because your history says that you have been undisciplined. And that's just something that this Cowboys team has to get better at. And when you know that these teams or you're facing refs, that have, they'll tell you, hey, this team throws a lot of illegal man downfields more than any other refing group in the in the National Football League, or this team does this, or this team that this this group does it. 
then you have to adjust the way that you play. You you have to take the information you give it. it it's, it's, just, it's no different than you playing against your opponent. If that opponent is blitz heavy or that opponent is zone heavy, then we adjust the way that we do things to have answers to that test. If I know that this crew, which that crew yesterday, one of the crews that caused a lot of penalties, especially holding, then I have to co- I have to change the way I do business. Maybe I can't always go for the outside or knowing that I got to let guys go or do things differently with my is technique that, because I'm playing against a crew that's 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 that way. Is that a coaching thing or an individual player thing? Both. Both. I mean the coaches give you the information and you know you would hope that you take that information and do what you're supposed to do with it but throughout the week coaches should you know putting little reminders in your ear at practice, you know, in film study, you know, Hey, Tyron, look, remember we're playing this crew that caused a lot of holding. You know, I, I, I know that this might not technically look like it, but it can seem that way and, and not trying to cut the refs, any, any bail or any slack, but we at times have the benefit of the doubt of sitting at home in our comfortable climate or in the press box or whatever, with the ability to rewind and see things at a slow moment. And, and Shannon, you can you can kind of speak the best for this as someone who is down on that field, trying to do things in a media perspective of how fast this game is moving. Right? You're trying to get photos, you're trying to get angles, and these guys are moving so fast. I, I, and this game is happening so fast. And I know you're going to say, well, there should be, you know, coast up to do this thing, but I'll give you the fumble, for example. When you go back and you watch the fumble, not fumble at the end of the game. And yes, we have an argument on maybe someone in New York should have called that a fumble or buzz down. Right. I get it. I understand it. And you have a legit valid argument for that. But go back and watch that play. The ref who has that call as all of these 200 plus guys are coming at him. What does he do? He backs out of the way. And his viewpoint is now the backside of the play. He's not on the front side. So when he sees it and he's the one making that call, he sees this potentially body moving at warp speed look like he was down. So he emphatically called the play down. And the guys who are on his team supported his call because he was the closest and had that call. But he was on the backside because he moved out of the way. This is happening all across the board. Like the ref who is looking at this particular holding, he may scan one way and scan back the other way. But when he scans back, all he sees is that that's a flag. Uh, You know, you can say the delay of game calls, right? They look down, they look up, they look back down. These are, these are human errors that you have in the game that for whatever reason, yes, you have arguments in some, I think, no, you have no arguments in, in a lot of other things. I, for one, never want to blame the refs unless it's like ridiculously egregious. But you have more than you have more than 10 opportunities to to solidify this victory for your team that had nothing to do with the referees. And you didn't do it in that game. And I think it shows a lack of accountability and almost whining from 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 a group of leaders. And I feel like when, when you hear it that much from those guys, I feel like. That's something that the coach may have said or or not the head coach, but a coach. And it's like, you know, like, you know, just it's just like attitude reflects leadership. When they all start saying the same thing, I feel like that was something that was said in the locker room by a coach to a group of guys. 
and they ran with it, you know, in the, you know, in the, in the post-game press conference. And, you know, again, Michael Parsons being the youngest guy on this football team to me had the outright best answer when they asked about the officials. He said, Blake, you know, blatantly, we shouldn't have put it in their hands. And that's the best answer that you can have. Yeah. It's, it's amazing at game speed, how many calls they get right. Yeah. Like it's it's a miracle to me. Like even the spot of the ball, as fast as like it's amazing to me how often they they don't get it wrong. Like at game speed, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to go, Kurt. Yes, sir. Good seeing you, Jesse. Good seeing you. Good seeing you virtually. We'll have Nate back tomorrow. We'll have the full crew. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. William, thanks for keeping the live streams up. Hopefully we're in a little bit better mood tomorrow because we uh, we got a little business to take care of up in Philadelphia. Got to. Yep, got to take care of that one. And we'll talk more football on the People Show tomorrow. Hanging with the boys. See ya. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!